PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to your best of February 2023 episode of Cinema Crespodiso. It's me, Chris Crespo. I'm in the Crespodiso studio, and this best of is special. And why is it special? Because it is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Go there for all your grooming needs. Men, women, you can go there for gifts for your men. Or maybe you'll even find stuff on there that you'll like. Why not? Grooming is universal. But before we talk about Manscaped and a promo code CRESPO and what that gets you, let's talk about what you can expect to hear in this best of episode. In this best of, you're going to hear only parts of the following episodes. In episode 526, you will hear our review of Knock at the Cabin, a spoiler-free review. From episode 527, you'll hear us talk about episodes of The Last of Us on HBO, great show, as well as my review of Plane, starring Gerard Butler. That one's a few weeks late, but hey, you're listening to a best of. Everything on this is a little little late now. From episode 528, it's our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, also again, spoiler free, for the most part, I think. And uh, we go deep on that one, fairly deep. Also, we talk about some box office stuff in some of these episodes and then in episode 529 which we just did drew and i review cocaine bear which you'll hear uh, at the end of this best of now where's all the other stuff that you can hear these episodes are all an hour and a half long each uh you can hear the full episodes at patreon.com slash so sign up today anywhere from one to five dollars a month it gets you everything you need all the crespadiso that's a new episode that comes out every sunday technically it's supposed to be on mondays Sunday is an early release. Every Sunday, new episode where we review new stuff, talk about the box office, we talk about the news. Then every Friday, a bonus episode where we do a deep dive. We just released an episode on Zodiac. Can you believe it? Fantastic movie. Pretty fun episode. Again, all this is brought to you by Manscaped, manscaped.com. If you go to Manscaped and use promo code CRESPO, C-R-E-S-P-O, you will get 20% off your entire order, and that is Free shipping worldwide, if you can believe it. So our listeners in India, you're out there. I know you're listening on that Ghana app. I think it's called Ghana, G-A-A-N-A, something like that. Uh, Manscaped, check it out. Crespo is your promo code, 20% off your order. Uh, I've been using some of their stuff. Just today, I used their Weed Whacker, which is the ear hair and nose hair trimmer. I've never had a trimmer like this, man. It made it so easy. No more of me sitting on my couch plucking out my nose hairs with my fingers or trying to use scissors to cut back my little ear hairs because I'm an old man and my hair and my ears are growing. I can now just use this sweet trimmer. It's very safe, uh, very easy to use. Uh, very s- Key is mow slow, slow and mow. That's how you go. Mow it, mow your ear, mow your ears. Get everything nice and clean. It's wonderful. I love love this weed whacker i've used the beard hedger already a few times to keep my beard nice and tight my lady has told me she likes when i keep a a tighter beard so there we go with the beard hedger that's going to make it a lot easier for me and all the multi settings is incredible i can really shape this thing how i want it to uh they provide so many great products 
waterproof, water-resistant products. They feel good in the hand. They have nice weight to them. Nice, uh, like, rubberized uh, grips, chargers, LED lights on them that uh, let you know the charge. These things are fantastic. Uh, so, again, manscaped.com, promo code CRESPO. Sign up today. Can you sign up? Sign up for an email? I don't know. Don't just let sign up for go there today. <laughs> and uh, sign up to patreon.com slash Crespo. So, Manscaped, promo code Crespo. Buy something from them and use the code. Uh, thank you, Manscaped. We appreciate it. Here's your best of for February. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Knock at the cabin, number one, 14 million. 80 for Brady, number two, 25 million. Avatar, Way of Water, number three, 10.8 million. Man, it's still cracking 10 million a week. 10 million, almost 11 million. 30% drop Fuck. at 636 million domestic after two full months. Puss and Boots, last wish. Still there. 151 million total, almost $8 million. Get out of here. Nice. We got a BTS movie. Oh, BTS. Remember them? Behind the scenes? The Korean K-pop group. Oh. The K-pop group. Korean K-pop is redundant. Boys or girls? Men. Young okay. men. Very young, handsome, sexy men. Okay. Uh, Wow. Nine million total. That's pretty good. Anyway, look at these. Look at these figures. Good job, movies. Congratulations, cinema. You made it another weekend. One more weekend. <laughs> I'm sure it'll continue for a while, Chris. Hope, we're hoping so. We're pulling for it. We're pulling for it. So, yeah, Drew, you're right. We saw a knock at the cabin. Uh, what did you think? It was fine. So, media diet. I uh, <laughs> watched Last of Us episode three. So did I. <laughs> it was that, that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was damn good. Made a lot of people cry. According, oh, I'm sure. According to TikTok. Um, yeah, knocking the cabin's fine. It's, it's a it's an it's a fine M, it's an M fine Shyamalan. I mean, for for like, I don't want to give anything away. We're not giving I'm nothing just, away. I'm glad that someone gave Dave Bautista the chance to oh, be, man, yeah. you know, a, a, like almost a lead. Like, he, he, for he, the most part, he's the lead character. He is. He, he's in most of the scenes. I feel like uh, even the movie starts with like him and the and the young girl before we even get to yeah. the dads. Yeah, I agree. I feel, so I'm, I, feel, I'm, I feel like it's his movie. I'm, I'm glad that he found a vehicle and that somebody gave him the fucking reins. To fucking do this shit, and uh, I think it worked out. Yeah, uh, I would like to see more Dave Bautista in movies. Yes, in more movies and more types of movies, yes. uh, getting to try different things. Yes, uh, which, which is pretty pretty cool. At this point in time, I think I'll, I mean, if you're telling me he's in like some sort of period drama, I'd be like, fuck, I guess I gotta watch it. But man, they they, <laughs> they how they get him for that? <laughs> they CG all the tattoos, or um. Yeah, I would see him in almost anything at this point. Yeah, yeah he's really good. Mm-hmm. He's good. Everyone's good, actually, in this. Uh, Rupert Grint. Who's that? Which one was that? He was uh, the, the Harry Potter's mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. He, was doing, yeah. he was doing Boston. Yes. Well, sort of Massachusetts. That was fine. I thought he did pretty good. I, I, I almost wish he'd been in the movie more. Yeah, it is the type of thing where it's a small movie, and it is mostly Bautista and then the, and the two guys, uh, Jonathan Golf. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm getting that right. Um, did you recognize that guy? No. You didn't recognize him? Because you, you never saw The Matrix. Um, I did. 
Re something something. I, I did. We, I, was, I was with you, Chris. You, so we saw that together. Oh wait, was he the? Uh... He's the guy who's not Hugo Weaving. Yes. Okay. That guy. Gotcha. I mean, so uh, these bland white guys—they just fucking run together in my head. That's fair. <laughs> that's there are so many of them. They're just everywhere. That—that's more than fair. He—he he is, uh, but he's—he is gay. Okay, so yeah, I mean, so then he's not—he's not that bland. He's like, okay, he's, so he's, he's like a bland gay white guy. He's like mayo with a little bit of uh, sriracha in it or something. He's, 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 he's just a bland gay white guy. So he's slightly, slightly spicier. Chris, just just because he's gay doesn't mean he's not a bland white guy. That's true. He's still pretty bland. Too. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to help him out. Um, he's also in um, Hamilton. Okay. Where so, he is so King, King, King Jr. I guess. Yes, he can. Okay. He can. He can. He okay. Can. And uh, so it's him and then this other guy. Who's this other guy? Don't know. Right? Ben White exactly. Guy number two. Ben White Guy number two. Ben Aldridge. You know who Ben Aldridge is. Nope. Ben Aldridge is uh, English. Okay. You know that, did you? Nope. Nope. We'll take that. He is. Apparently he was in Fleabag. You remember that? Mm, vaguely. Maybe. 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 Who was he in Fleabag? Was he the guy who was uh, like having sex with her in the bum, and then realized that he liked big, big bums, big know. open buttholes? Maybe. Hmm. He's in Pennyworth. Okay. We'll talk more about Pennyworth in a second. Pennyworth: colon, The Origin of Batman's, Batman's Butler. Butler. We'll be talking about that in the second half of the show. Um. All right. All right. Well, nope. Those guys. It's them and Bautista mostly. Mm -hmm. Mostly. And the little girl was really good too. The little girl's very good. What's her name? Uh, Kristen Quick. Okay, good for her. Good for I, her, plain when. I, I want to see her in more movies. As a matter of fact, yeah, I, I thought about that like partway through the movie. Um, and just on her, like a lot of, you know, she gets like a lot of reactions and she's running around and all this shit. And uh, that can be a grading thing to watch sometimes depending mm -hmm. on the kid, on the kid actor, if it's good or not. And you're like, man, this kid, someone punched this kid in the face. You get that a lot, oh, right? Yeah. You're right. I, partway through the movie, I was watching this. I was like, this little girl's pretty good. Wow. She's good. I, I'm. Uh, I don't want to hit her. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good sign. Give her another scar on her lip, Chris. Oh, it was crazy how they de-aged her for the baby scenes. Is that what that was? Yeah, it was a de de-age. De Wasn't that CG? Were those that a real baby? I mean, I thought I, I thought it was just Asian baby with CG cleft palate. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> that's what I thought it was. That may have been what it is. Um, how much did this movie cost? Do you think? Five million, ten I, million. I don't know how how much of a loan can M Night Shyamalan take out on his house? On his house, right? Uh, yeah. How much did the visiting cost? What was that called? The visiting twenty million dollar budget. Yes, movies lately have been like a twenty million dollar budget. Okay. Um, and a fourteen million opening weekend. I mean, good for him. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Pretty good for M Night. He's gonna gotta keep making these movies. Fifty two years old. Wow. How about that? Just getting older right before us. The visit. That's what it's called. Time, Chris. The visit. Time. That that one only costs five million dollars. Um, so the uh Baltista's good and then the premise, it's like I mean yeah, it is what it is. I feel like it's a little draggy, like in that it uh we all know why we're here. So we're trying to get to those moments and it takes a while for it to, you know, have the first payoff. But then there's they sprinkle a bunch of, you know, purposefully sprinkle some doubt in there. So it's up to the viewer for a little while to be like, what side do you team with? Um, but then they play their hand yeah. partway through, yep. let you know what's happening. And I was like, all right, okay. 
I thought it was, it was like okay. I did. I, I didn't really not like anything that happened in it, but nothing really blew me away. No. I feel very ambivalent towards this movie. Yeah. You know, in a in a, in a strange way. It's just way. it's it's an M Night Shyamalan movie. Like it is mm. one. Of, it is of his recent streak of movies. It is right there in line with them. It is. You know. It is fine. There is a twist. He has his own style. If that's what you're looking for, then watch the movie. If you're not interested in that anymore, then by all means, skip it. You can skip it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I feel... Old was more... Audacious. No, he's just a little stranger. Yeah, old is a little stranger, a little crazier. This one's more straightforward. Uh, purposefully so, I think. Yeah. Also, he didn't... You know, it's based on a book. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then the screenplay it's, uh, was is credited to a couple people. No. Um, so it's not an M. Night Shyamalan original. Right. Right, he's credited on the screenplay along with two other people, and then the book is written by a whole other person. So, uh, it still feels kind of shy, shy Milani, you know. Yeah, Bautista's good, man. No, yeah. what more Bautista? No, exactly. That, that's that's what I got out of the movie. <laughs> I just want more Dave Bautista for real. That's that's that feels accurate. Um, all right, well, we'll see how this one holds up for a few weeks. It'll probably drop off kind of fast. Oh, yeah. It's a small and, I movie. Mean, it'll be on one of the streamers here real soon. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, who, what was the Universal? It'll be on Peacock. There we go. Most likely. It'll be on Peacock 30 to 45 days from now. I think the last episode of Last of Us is supposed to be the same weekend as the Oscars. Yeah, because I, I was flipping through HBO Max and I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This is, it's not, is it nine o'clock? Did I, did I miss a week? Like, what the fuck is going on right. here? It's not nine o'clock. Right, I know. And it was early. They dropped it on Friday. Oh, they did? Yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I, I still it. haven't watched it. You haven't watched not it? Not the new one. Not the new new. Oh, not, not man. the one that's supposed to be out today. Yeah, okay, fair. Because you, were, you, weren't, you weren't ready for I it. Because I wasn't expecting it. Well, I watched them both, episode four last week. I watched episode four. Uh, where they go to that town, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, uh, what was her name? Melody Linsky. Yep, she's it's the lady. She's the lady running the place. Uh-huh. And I guess she's a, a real ball buster. Yeah. Apparently, well, I mean, they keep she's, everyone in line. She's searching for someone. She's searching for some Searching for someone. Um, the... Uh, Today, I guess that's more. They talk about it more in the second and the follow up episode. Yeah, like how she got everything under control. It's very, yep. it's very interesting. This one is more about it's Joel and and uh, uh, what's her name? Ellie. Thank you. Uh, crashing into this town. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much crashing into this town and having to kill a couple people, stay alive, and then and then uh, she she tells some good puns. Yes, some quality There's quality lot, puns in this one. Of puns going on. I thought they were good ones. I enjoyed them, and uh, and then the follow up episode. It, so that episode ends with those the the two people waking them up. Yep. And then the follow up is about the, then those two people, and it sort of like goes backwards and it catches up to where they are, and then continues forward. Uh, the, the, uh, show, I can't take this show anymore. Is it that good? <laughs> it's, making, it's, making <laughs> so, it's so brutal. It's so brutal. Like it. Don't don't don't. Uh, it's my type of shit. It's, it's it's like don't allow yourself to like anyone. It's it's like the road with fungus. <laughs> yeah, even more. It's even more harrowing than the road. Not more. Uh, at least in the road, it was like there are very few characters in it. You know, you're just following these two people, and then one of them dies. Uh, in this one, you're following two people, but then you're introduced to people, and then they die, and you're like, oh, that's sad. And oh. then they meet some new people, and then they die. And like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. And then. I'm, I'm like maybe this time 
No, no, dude. It's Game of Thrones. It's brutal. Just remember, if it's if it's not Joel or Ellie, they're dead. And then even <laughs> and then even then, I, I haven't played the second game. Uh, I don't think I don't think Joel makes. I it. don't think Joel makes. It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he makes. I'm pretty sure like that's the big emotional denouement of yeah. the end of the first game. Yeah, yeah exactly. That it, it would make sense. Joel's gonna die somehow to sacrifice for Ellie to, to yeah, live, uh-huh. and it's going to be sad, yeah. and America's gonna cry, yeah. and then and then and, and then and then and then he's gonna pop back up his space poppy, and America's gonna go hooray! Like oh, thank God, space poppy's here. Thank yeah. God. Oh, thank God, space poppy. Um. Yeah, man, Pedro Pascal having himself. It's weird how that happens, right? Uh, uh actors just have like moments. Yeah, you, you know, he's definitely going through one now. Yeah, and uh, well, he's been going through one good. for the, the last couple of years, it seems. Since Game of Thrones, probably, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't see it, but he was a Narcos, one of the Narcoses. Yeah, I mean, he's like a lead in one of them. I didn't watch the show either. Right, and then. Uh, Mandalorian was after that, and then and down the last of us, and there was something else in there. What are we missing, uh, show wise? I forget. Doesn't matter. Who cares? He's good, and the last of us is good. Mm-hmm. It's dark. Agreed. It's sad. It is. What uh, What else does Drew need? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Dark, sad, post-apocalyptic. Okay, we're in. Well done. If, if we Looks can, good. If we can throw in some like weird occult bullshit, I'm it make, even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, is that coming? Oh, there is an interesting reveal at the end of, uh, ep- I guess it's episode five, the one that you haven't watched yet. Interesting reveal towards the end that definitely feels like very video game, uh, like leveling up, uh, end of a level. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away what what I'm talking about specifically, but there's a thing that's like... I was like, I can't believe this shit. And it showed it so emotional. Yeah. And so, uh-huh. like, it's like, here are these characters. We love them. Then they die. Now cry, America, cry. <laughs> uh, but then this thing happens. Like, oh, yeah, it's also like a crazy zombie show yeah. based on a video game. Uh-huh. So there's yes, going to be is. crazy things in this. Yes. And I'm looking forward to seeing more escalation along along those lines. Um, I went and saw Plane. Okay. I know. That's the sound of America being shocked. <laughs> America shocked. Okay. That we finally, I finally went and saw a plane. Gerard Butler's plane with uh, Mike Mike Colton, mm-hmm. right? I believe his name is Luke Cage, the once the once and former Luke Cage. Yes. Uh, but I went and saw it because uh, we were looking for a movie to watch yesterday, me and Marissa. And even though, like, I, I was totally down with seeing Magic Mike, she's like, "Yeah, I'll sh- we can stream that one." And then the reviews for it aren't that great. It's like, "Yeah, fuck." And then uh, Titanic 3D is like, "Yeah, it's kind of long. I don't know." Plain. <laughs> yeah. It's got good reviews. That's what you. I mean, that's what you said. On the Rotten Tomatoes, you like dumb action movies, and I like dumb action movies. So I was like, "Okay, let's see." Now I gotta say, Plain is not as dumb as I would like it to be in terms of a dumb action movie. Okay. There's only a couple moments. Like for example, <laughs> this is. This is fine. I guess maybe a slightly spoiler review. I mean, how many times does he call it his plane? Get off my plane. Uh, does he ever? We do spend a lot of time with the titular plane. Plane gets a lot of time. Um, also, Butler, Scottish, playing Scottish. Use, oh, his, use okay. his voice. So he's just being lazy. Yeah. No, I think it's a good choice. I, I'm like, I'm Mike Bennett. I'm Mike Bennett. I'm an American. From, I'm from Texas. No, I like him. I like him just doing his. I'm Scottish. Goal. Yeah. He's a charming guy. He's Scottish. He's looking kind of svelte, for, you know, because uh, sometimes he can also look puffy. He can, look, he can have like Russell Crowe disease. Uh, but he's, he's, I think it's the booze. 
Yes, 100% it's abuse. So maybe he cut out drinking for like a couple months before it is and leaned him out. And um, and he's good. He's good in it as a 20-year vet pilot who I don't think he has a uh, certain set of skills. Correct. He does not. He does not. He he's capable. He's a capable. So he's like he's like a John McClane. Where he's capable and he can like fight his way and and shoot people and shit like that. He has been trained in some ways, but every time he kills someone or does anything like that, uh, you can see the PTSD settling in deeper. And he's like, oh my god, like he's he he is not trained for nothing. That's the Mike Colton character. So the movie is, uh, and this is all in the trailer anyway. But the movie is um, the first like it's an hour forty. Hour 45, good runtime. The first 20, 25 minutes is the 14 passengers on the plane getting their quick introductions, you know, very uh, broad brush. Uh, Russell Crowe getting ready to take the Captain Brody Torrance. <laughs> great name. Brody Torrance, great name. He's getting ready to take off. A uh, movie must be made with Chinese money because we got, uh, like, uh, uh, the Chinese. He's from Hong Kong, a Chinese uh, co-pilot. I think even the lead uh, uh, flight attendant, Bonnie, I think she was... Chinese. They take off out of Singapore. He's based out of Singapore. So it all takes place in Southeast Asia. And uh, they're told to fly through a storm, try to fly over it. And the storm, uh, lightning strike, hits the plane, knocks out all their avionics. So they have to emergency land without any map or anything. They're lucky to find land. And they crash land on an island that has no government. It's all fucked up because it's all separatists and militias. Yeah, separatists. So they're like, okay, we're fucked. We have to... uh, Find a way to radio for help before these people come and before the rebels murder us. Yes, uh, kidnap us, try to uh, sell us, or do whatever. Um, before they even take off, then the ha- like, that already is a movie. But then they were like, "Oh, there's also had this thing where they they're transporting a a, <laughs> a a guy who's being extradited for murder. They found him in Bali, and he's being taken back to America. So they're using this flight to extradite him, and uh, so then he becomes like part of the whole thing where he's helping. Uh, Captain Brody Torrance uh, run around him and try to sell, save the passengers. The the opening that when the they go through the storm and the lightning strike and the way it's all done, it is well done. It's an R rated movie, so that helps. No, all right. So it's not it's not overly violent, but when the violence happens, it's like whoa, that's interesting. Uh, especially towards the end, where definitely kind of a spoiler alert. Uh, the Merc team shows up with a fifty cow. Oh whoa! Yeah, and people start turning to goo. The goddamn the, <laughs> the uh, they even have the rebels being like, like, who are these guys? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, they're taking us apart. That's so funny. It's so funny. It's a crowd pleasing movie. So like the with that whole setup, and then knowing that there's rebels and the passengers gonna get kidnapped, you know, they're it's gonna end up good because the movie's designed for the audience I was with. When the movie was over, they were clapping and cheering. It, this movie just works on that kind of level. It, it doesn't try to like reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. It just does it all pretty good. It does it all well. It's definitely like I, I everyone that I think might like this movie, like you know, check it out when it hits streaming. Definitely watch it on Hulu or whatever. It's better than the uh, the Has Fallen movies. Mm-hmm. It's better than than of Thieves. What other what other Gerard Butler action stuff has he done lately? Uh, right, blah blah blah. All because it's, it's all forgettable. What what what? Cop Shop, was he in that? Cop Shop's that good. That was good. Cop Shop's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I would say, yeah, between Cop Shop and uh, and Plane. <laughs> <laughs> Two generic titles. Uh, it's better than Greenland. I saw that one on HBO. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was kind of disappointing. 
for a second, I was like, this movie is bananas, but then it got disappointing. Um, it's good. I, I'm like, I'm impressed by playing the, yeah. the hilariously titled movie. It's a shame Gerard Butler wasn't in Moonfall. He'd be good at Moonfall. He'd be good at Moonfall. Moonfall, plane, plane fall. Uh, no, he's play, he's playing, no, he's playing the moon. Moonfall has fallen. I'm the moon, <laughs> and I'm falling towards you. I'm, but I'm, but this is my American accent. How do you think I'm doing? Like, oh, Gerard. Oh, buddy. Um, the, uh, the movie is, uh, it's totally like if it was made in 1993, uh, it would have been like Steven Seagal could have been the pilot and yeah. uh, Damon Wayans could have been the, mm-hmm. the, the, the being tri- or even reverse it. The, Damon Already? Wayans could have been the pilot and Steven Seagal could have been the. You, you could have thrown DMX in there. Oh, if it's if it's ninety eight, yes, then it's uh, DMX is the ooh, it's still inverted. DMX is the uh, the pilot. Okay, <laughs> and Steven Seagal's the Welcome aboard Trailblazer one one nine. Like wow, this guy's aggressive. Oh, oh, oh. why did he just, why did he just bark at me? Yeah, we're letting him ad lib. Uh, but like the few ridiculous things that when when I want a dumb action movie, I own the the best instance of dumb action movie that I get is um after the plane emergency landing happens and it's a great sequence very well done um after that they cut to like a, a city like skyline and a, a skyscraper at night and then it says trailblazer airlines headquarters new york city and then it cuts to a boardroom of, that's like uh goddamn under siege again speaking of speaking, <laughs> speaking of yeah. seagal the the war room where people are like getting together and they're running around and like all right tell me what's going on where's <laughs> where's the play and we start cutting to this uh this fucking <laughs> these two guys who are actors that we know we've seen a ton one of them is tony goldwin uh you know tony goldwin right maybe yeah everyone knows tony goldwin first off he's um the the bad guy in uh ghost right Okay. No, not doing nothing for you. Okay, here. Can you, I got it. You got him. Okay, all, I know the sixth day. Yep. I, 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 no, I know who you're talking this about this motherfucker. This guy. And then there's Paul Ben Victor. Ben Ben hyphen Victor. This is a character actor who's been around for decades. Uh, he's been in in a ton of shit. And you would definitely recognize him as well. These two guys, it cuts back to them being like, we got to find a play. We got to, yep, know, yep. you know, that guy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we got to call the Philippine government. Oh, they won't go. They won't go. They won't do this shit. No, then I have to call Mercs. And it's so funny. It's so funny. Also, I love any movie that has uh, us cheering for the, the private Merc squad. Yes. <laughs> as opposed to against. And like the, and the leader of the Mercs is this dude wearing, he's wearing a polo shirt. It's like the least intimidating shirt you could wear mm-hmm. as, as you're like strapped with all this weaponry. Yeah. Uh, man, it was fun. Plane's good. Surprisingly. <laughs> I still, I don't It's the it. title. It's, it's the title and the poster. Gerard Butler, it, just as a captain, and it says plane. Uh, and this is a crash is just the beginning. And like, this is a, this is a movie poster in the background of a 30 rock scene. This is a funnier die uh, concept, you know? Yeah. This is a scene in uh, a John Apatow, uh, uh, Jonah Hill comedy, where the characters go to the movies, yeah, and then it's Gerard Butler. Plane. Yeah, coming to summer. <laughs> plane. Oh, man, I can't wait to see Plane, bro. <laughs> nope, it's a real movie. Chris saw it in theaters. <laughs> it's a real movie. Decent amount of people in that theater for like a Saturday 5.30 show for a movie that's been on for a bit. For quite a bit. Draft day. 
uh, can I? Yeah, it made me think of, yeah, I was talking to Marissa about it, where I was like, it makes me think of these fake movies. And I brought up Draft Day. And what was the other one? I was like, this is this is fake. Oh, the the Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, uh, Air Jordan movie. You see yeah, that trailer? Yeah, Air. That looks like a goddamn SNL skit. <laughs> it looks. It's a it's a thriller. What's his name? Da, 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 Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. I'm sure it's a it's great. Just a shoe. I'm sure it's a great story, and it's gonna be a fun movie because it's a Ben Affleck director. That's a direct movie, so it's very good track record there. Um, but the trailer is just so so laughable. It looks fake. That's just where we're at. Yep. That's where we're at in America where satire and, and reality is blurred. It's, it's the same. It's all the same. It's all the same shit. Uh, how you doing, Drew? I'm doing. So we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon. Quantumania. We're a couple of quantum maniacs. <laughs> I mean, the quantum world was cool. Quantum Realm was cool. I don't. Under, I mean, look. I mean, I, I, I like reviews for this movie aren't good, and I'm kind of. I'm honestly a little. I don't understand why. Well, I, I mean, because I think maybe it's a little too uh, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away for some people. Uh, is that what it is? You know what? We never do this. But I'm, I'm <laughs> up Rotten Tomato, and I want to see what these people are bitching about. Uh, about Rotten Tomatoes, where it has a 47. percent Okay. Really? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It's not even close. For, for me, it was just, it was, it was par Marvel. It was, yeah. if it's a par four, they, four shrugs, it's all took. I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, th- this is, this is no Thor Dark World. Uh, let me see. Uh, Wall Street Journal calls it a lackluster blockbuster. But that's Kyle Smith. That guy sucks. Well, I mean, maybe people weren't interested in seeing... I, I mean, the, the person, the character with the arc in this movie is Michelle Pfeiffer. She was the best. She was the best character. I, I enjoyed the movie the most when it was around, centered around her. She was the only. That was the only thing that happened. Um, well, everything, and, and, everything revolved around and Kang. Well, I mean, this was more of just like an intro to Kang. Exactly, it's this, pretty, pretty, pretty big. That's like that's, this is this is very peripheral. Right. This isn't even. The worst Kang. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, looks like people are just getting. Uh, they're just chalking, chalk, chalking it up to repetitiveness. MCU uh, uh, fatigue. It seems all these things I'm seeing where it says like, uh, 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 the, the, over, it's overarching and overwhelming. I didn't feel a thing. Says this random, random stranger. Uh, whole film takes place in a green screen world of quantum realm. It's heavy on the visuals with a fairly light, predictable Marvel story. I mean, yeah. I'm definitely not going to deny that. Yeah, yeah, the story was pretty. Uh, it was a utility story. You know, it was like yeah. it's designed to to introduce this character, Kang. his quote prison, this, uh, this, what he's capable of. This entire movie was made so we could get Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah, Kang the Conquerors, Kangs, Kangs the Conqueror. How do you pluralize Kang guy? Kangasies, <laughs> Kangasies, all the different Kangs. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe if there are multiple Kangs, they have like a specific name, like crows. A cluster of Kangs, yeah, or, a, or a cadre of Kangs, or is it a murder of Kangs? A murder of Kangs. That's right. It doesn't have to be alliterative. No, we're we're a decibel of Kangs. It's very loud when they're all together. Um, 
how about how about over here this person oh you know what one of my favorite reviewers is Manola Dargis she writes for New York Times uh-huh. did not like it gives it a splat as it is too often a case in the franchise realm far less attention has been paid to the story and one of what transpires is surprising which puts the burden on the actors I guess that's fair this, the story is what it is it's, it, I would have liked it I was thinking partway through if they had spent more time even more time just like ignore a lot of the other stuff I guess it would mean getting rid of the we're paring down the Cassie character, Cassie Lang. Yeah. Because she takes up a lot of real estate yeah. to set her up for Young Avengers. Yeah. Right? Uh, Janet Van Dien, Michelle Pfeiffer's mm-hmm. character, is the most interesting character. She's yeah. the one with the backstory. And she's she's doing the, the most one, work. Is she a terrorist or a freedom fighter? What is this? You know, it's all about. She's pers- all, she has both of those she's things. She's both of those things. It's a, it's a fascinating that question is, to ask. That is two sides of the exact same coin. Exactly. And it's a. a great actress at the center of that and and they touch on those uh some of those things yeah. but it would have been nice to get because uh, that's the only yeah like you I said mean, you know it's, movie, it's the only real interesting thing i guess happening the, the, outside of king the, the movie that i want to see chris is directed by ridley scott and it's mm. just kang mm-hmm. and michelle pfeiffer mm. the build-up the two is that, like, that's the movie that i want like gladiator style yes mm. Yes, it's just them too. Like it's just the, like the flashbacks that we get to. I, I just want an entire movie based on that. No, yeah, all that stuff. That's all I want. Explaining all of that. Yeah, all of it. Uh, Everything I like. Quantum Mania for what? I'm, yeah, fuck, I don't give a shit. There are a couple you know scenes what? together. Are good. I'll take. I'll take in another entire different movie where I get to watch those fucking ants evolve into the super smart multi-dimensional space traveling beings that they apparently are now i definitely would like to see a uh, marvel special presentation or maybe even like a five minute you know quick thing yes because <laughs> that was fascinating because all of a sudden fucking michael <laughs> douglas is like so there was there's some time dilation and then evolved yeah, he, he expa- so he explains the thing in a, in a hilarious voiceover like an hour and 40 minutes into this movie it's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden we got super cyborg ants okay so maybe this is well, bad. <clears throat> maybe this movie is bad but he enjoyed watching it. I did, I was it never was, bored. It was it was visually stunning. It was really cool looking. The, the world building was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Majors slaughtered it. Look, he is by far even even in all the negative reviews, they're like Jonathan Majors is great because he is. Yeah. Like we're all we're all in love with Majors right now. Yes. He can do no wrong. He's huh? having a moment. Him and Space Poppy. Uh, uh, here here's the uh, now we just got to get Jonathan Majors and Pedro Pascal in the same fucking project oh, tomorrow. Man. Tomorrow, we, we, we need it tomorrow because it needs to come out next next year. Because because <laughs> the year after that, society may not exist anymore after a war with China or whatever crazy shit's going to be in our near future. That's going to our rapid decline of civilization around us. Yeah, we can't have this two decades long build of Pachiro, Pachiro, Pachino, yeah, De Niro Pachiro. style. Pachiro, yeah, Pachiro. We're, we're trying to build a Pachiro. <laughs> now we need who we're talking about. Jonathan Majors, Jonathan Majors and Space Poppy. Uh, that, that's a harder that's a harder one Pascal Pascagers yeah. Pascagers that, that's a harder one to mush together uh, yeah Richard Roper uh, Quantumania's mid-tier uh, but we're mostly here for uh, popcorn movie intro and watching Paul Rudd do their thing and once again a little guy and gang come through like gives three out of four and it's a positive review just kind of like meh Let's see what the rating is. The rating's very important. Uh, because well, I, mean, cause I was like, I mean, walking out of this, I'd be like, it's a six out of ten movie. I mean, that, uh, unfortunately, the two characters I cared for the least were Paul Rudd and his daughter. Right. That's what, that's <laughs> what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And that's what the movie's supposed to be about. If you cut that, right, that, 
and then the characters that they interact with while all fun and in- i liked it all it all feels very disposable right the interesting thing was 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 i, I think that's the, the van deans I, I think that's the issue that people have with the movie chris is maybe, that our so. our main characters are were the least interesting part of the whole movie that's very possible because <laughs> that that's what we just came up with yeah that's very possible um Ooh, top critics, it's only 35% of the reviews are positive. But average rating, five five out of ten. So even even I give the, it like a six you know, I give it a six and a half just for visuals. I think I would have been yeah. pissed off if I would have saw it in three D though. I'll tell you that right now. A, a little busy for the three D and it's not especially with the habits are. Well no, exactly. It's not yeah. I've been ruined. Yeah. The the Marvel uh, it's been already beat to death. The CG, the the sweat houses no. that these people the conditions they work under is very hard. Uh, the director's making last minute changes and like shit now we have two weeks to like build the whole thing from we understand that it's not the same as James Cameron having years to take the time to build his world but there, there's not a not a, a moment in this movie outside of like the characters their faces where I'm like oh that's a real thing yeah no yeah everything yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe his well, cool, Kang's cool pod <laughs> like the, the media sets up yeah, some of sure. the costumes look real as well mm-hmm like at times Kang was definitely wearing like an actual costume yeah for sure that they could light yeah. you're seeing being reflected mm-hmm. um, it's uh, I think this is a so they use some volume stuff I think on this is what this this is uh, but since it's such a fantastical world you know the quantum realm oh no you can't, you can't do it without it then, then it becomes uh, it's impossible I think to become truly photoreal because at least Avatar James Cameron's working with he's recreating water and, and nature and like things that we have a visual a worldly or actual real world representation, like we know what it looks like. I don't know what these bug things are supposed to look like. No, in this is all. I mean, th- this is all space fantasy bullshit. Space fantasy bullshit, which is why I think I like it because I'm a space fantasy bullshit kind of guy. <laughs> it looks like uh, Marissa. We're watching with my, my girlfriend Marissa, the uh, humble break, and she said uh, she leaned over out. She was like, "This is fucking Star Wars." <laughs> I mean, it it looks like they they raided some of those uh, Star Wars Absolutely. fucking storage closets and were like, "Oh, can we borrow this?" And yeah, Disney was just like. Well, I mean, we own both, so fucking go for yeah, it. Yeah, like we own this stuff, so for yeah, short nominal feeds so that you're going to pay us. Yeah, you can get all this stuff. And then uh, one of the writers of the movie, maybe even the writer, whatever this guy's name is, he was like, "Oh, this is our chance to do a sort of Yodorowsky's Dune within the MCU." I get, I, I get it. Well, which yeah, in terms of just coming up with whatever you feel like and trying to do something like, oh, is that building alive and shit well, like that? Well, that and and even like you know some of the desert stuff. I was like, yeah, definitely. this is. I'm like. Star Wars Dune like at least they're ripping off the right ones right exactly yeah it was like <laughs> Mad of, Max <laughs> instead of writing a worm they're writing some other sort of creature thing no. yeah, Mad Max yeah 100% uh, so at least they're ripping off the right stuff yeah so that's why I'm watching like, this is fine yeah it's okay it's, it's, it's a mashup tableau does, of all the things that I like but does any of that actually belong in Ant-Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania so I was thinking about that part right through the movie I was like it's so interesting they're being, they're being such a hard hard science fiction turn for this film including the whole world it it reminded me of Drew the jump you take going from pitch black to the Chronicles of Riddick oh yeah no yeah mm-hmm. it's sci-fi but it's a little story about people in a bad situation and there's like a monster and the uh, the eclipse thing is like okay we're on another world but otherwise it's pretty small and contained little no. tight awesome horror movie you're gonna make it a Riddick too like awesome what is it oh no this now he's uh, he's a prince from the planet and yeah, there's and, and creatures and, and, and other and species Carl Ka- Urban's here <laughs> yeah it's Carl Urban's here we didn't know how good we had it back then 
Carl Urban's here. Uh, they're making another one. They're making a, they we didn't talk about it last week. Riddick colon Furia, his home planet. Has, please has please tell me Carl Urban comes back. What happened to him, what happened to him in Riddick in I, the last movie? I think I, I did they I, kill him in that? I think it's just it's him and uh, fucking Maeve from goddamn the, the end of with Newton. Yeah, it's them two at the I, end. I need I need to rewatch Riddick. Like they're the ones in charge, and Riddick's like, no, no, isn't Riddick the king at the end? I thought Riddick was the king of like the dark, whatever weird, dark magic bullshit space stuff was going on. Yeah, okay, I, <laughs> I definitely need to rewatch Riddick. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember none of that. Yeah, there's necromancers and shit, dude. I, I love that shit. <laughs> and so that's what this movie feels like. And so the first Ant Man is like, what if we did like an Ocean's Eight style, you know, like a, the heist movie where it's just well, there's they, a superhero well, suit. This is the MacGuffin. And, and now, now that I've seen the boys. Now, oh, the, sure the, boys, now yeah. the entire time that I'm watching Ant-Man and the Wasp mm-hmm. and now their daughter who also has a suit, mm-hmm. I'm just like, why don't you all just fly up Kang's nose, hold hands, and grow? Yeah. <laughs> just fucking end this shit now. Yeah. Go up his nose and grow. Yeah. Because <laughs> they can't. They get, well, they're well, like, well, we got to Wear do his whole, head like a suit. Like, we got to do a whole movie. We got to, we got to, no, we, we, we punch people. We tap them lightly so we don't kill them. I mean, oh, but that, isn't that... Isn't that Kingdom Come? The, uh, the, the atom running across the brain, damaging, k- killing the superhero? I don't think so. There's, there, that, there, that sounds awesome. There, there, there's a DC story that I read. I, I have the graphic novel where it's a, like, there's a murder mystery mm-hmm. and it ends up being the atom, which is just fucking DC's version of Ant-Man. Okay. He, he, he got small and accidentally ran across somebody's brain. Wow, no. It gave him a fucking stroke. That, that's awesome. <laughs> that's crazy. Nope. That's like Kingdom Come. That's cool. I like that one a lot. Oh, but it's, it was DC, though. Okay. Because it's the Atom. DC does some interesting stuff, man. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, you saw the Flash trailer today. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show. Because we got to talk about the, the stuff they debuted at the, the Stuber Bowl. Oh. Shout out to the Niners. Did they win? No, I forgot. I don't know who won. Uh, you know who won? Nope. The Rihanna for the world's most expensive pregnancy announcement. That was oh, crazy. Okay. She was like, oh, the whole show, everyone's like, is she pregnant or did she just lose her baby? Hasn't lost the baby weight? And then at the end, she pats her belly. And everyone's like, oh, shit, she's pregnant. That's going to be, that's one wealthy ass baby. Uh, yeah, it is a wealthy ass baby. That's one wealthy ass baby. <laughs> she's having a butt baby. Because um, those are real, right, Chris? Yeah, those are butt babies. That's how the babies are butted. That's how ba- butt babies are born. Is at the Super Bowl. The, the the genre jump from the first movie to this one is a lot, I think, for people to take. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's well. I mean, that might be part of what it is. It is very much in line with uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Like this, this, this whole the, phase is just fucking bonkers. Yeah, it is pretty. It is pretty. So crazy. so far, the last two. Marvel movies that have been released have been a sci-fi and a horror movie. Yeah. And Thor. What do you call Thor? A com a, a space comedy. Space comedy. Space opera comedy. Space comedy opera. And I, I mean, I just don't. And I don't know what to call the new Black Panther because it was mm. so many things all wrapped into one weird ass movie. It was. Um, uh, it, it, it was, was part a, morning. Part. Was, I was going to say it's a, a crime <laughs> a group crying session. It's a grief session, is what it is. It was a, it was a week, uh, for the most part, and also setting up Young Avengers, right, with the goddamn Ironheart. Uh, yeah, I don't know. MCU, 
keeps on. It's getting weird. It's getting weirder. It's getting weirder. Uh, low key season two. That I, shit's gonna be weird. I'm, you know what I am looking forward to though, Chris, hmm, hmm. is starting to skip some of this bullshit because now there's so much Marvel stuff. Like I don't. Well, I don't have to watch it all anymore. Well, there's only. I just, I just don't. I just don't care anymore. What, what's coming up this year? Let's see if there's anything skippable. There's the uh, Marvels. I'm. I think I'm gonna skip it. That got pushed. That got pushed from the July release of Fall. That's fine. I don't think I'm gonna watch it at all. Uh, you're already skipping some of the shows. I skip Ms. Marvel. Um, so this year the only shows are Secret Invasion. I'm gonna watch that and Loki season two. So so we've got like another MCU type political thriller and then Loki. And so. Then Loki. Yep. And then uh, movie wise, the next movie is not Marvel. It's not Schumacher. It's the Schumacher film. <laughs> the Schumacher film. Guardians of Galaxy Volume Three. Ah, I mean that. I'll watch that. Probably. I mean, ca- <laughs> character's going to die. Last time you're going to see Drax, Rocket <clears throat> Raccoon, Dunzo Bunzo. Uh, who else is for sure done? Most of them are going to be done. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then James Gunn. Yeah. James Gunn done. Because he he done gone over to DC. The DCU. Yeah. The DCU. Well, he, he got that Peacemaker shit going. He was like, this is my shit. Yeah. It's funny how even now that he took the reins, he was like, it's crazy how they gave me Peacemaker. I'm like, that, that's you don't do that. That's not how you build a universe. <laughs> Actually, yes, it is. It is now. <laughs> Retroactively, we're going to work him in somehow. That will give Viola Davis her own goddamn show. Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Meh. Q, Ant, <laughs> you, man. That was, yeah. that, that was cute. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's why they call this fucking... <laughs> Quantumania. Came up with a dumbass name. Well, I mean, I actually, I like the name Quantumania. That's because we're a couple of Quantumaniacs. And it, it looks fun. What are you going to do when Quantumania runs wild on you? I mean, I'm going to call the Animaniacs. The Quantumaniacs versus the Animaniacs? <laughs> what if the Animaniacs ended up in a Quantumania? <laughs> I mean, it, the Animaniacs in, in, pretty much is Quantumania. In the Quantumania? The the, the, the Anaquantumania? Yeah. I, I, that, that, that's already the Animaniacs from their cartoons. So That's fair. Well, so was this movie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You're right. So was this movie. Muscle Lady? Who was Muscle Lady? I don't know. She had muscles, though. She did. And, like, and she had a stuff that, like, shattered people out of reality, yeah. it looked like. Yeah. I was like, you could you could shatter me out of reality whenever <laughs> you want, lady. You kidding me? With them washboard abs. Ant-Man and the Wasp made. Let's see how we're doing box office-wise. Uh, looks like $110 million opening weekend. So, yeah, because it's a Marvel movie. So it's, but it's the biggest opening for Ant Man. Well, yeah, of the, well, of, the, of the three movies. Well, it's because this Ant Man movie actually has consequences for further feels, MCU shit. Feels that way, and also yeah. setting up Kang. John, people are interested in John the Majors. It's the first hundred billion dollar domestic debut of twenty twenty three. Film added one hundred twenty million to the international box office. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, Kang v Killmonger. That's going to be a good boxing match. <laughs> yeah, it's in, this is in a couple weeks. That's coming. That's coming very soon. Uh, Kang the Killmonger. Let's see how the rest of the box office is doing. Yeah. Directed by Killmonger. What? Killmonger's yeah. directed movies? Yeah, he's, he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. We got, oh, here we go. Here we go. Ant-Man lost number $118 million. Oh, this, these are projections, too, for the four-day because it's President's Day weekend. Mm. That's, a whole, that's a whole other thing. We even mentioned that last week back at number one after not being number one was Avatar. I mean, duh. The Way of Water. It was very funny. As long as, I mean, as long as it's in theaters, it'll be in the top five. It's And it is now. It's 10th weekend. Yeah, it's having a Top Gun style run. 
$658 million domestically. Puss in Boots, damn, that's a surprise. Still out there cranking out fucking money? $7 million this weekend. Nice. That's wild. Magic Mike Last Dance, $20 million total. Knock at the Cabin, $30 million total. Uh, 80 for Brady, $32 million total. And then, of course, number seven, Titanic. <laughs> Added another $13 million with this Are little re-release here. Yeah. $12.8 million in just two weeks. That's why they do it. <laughs> That's why they... The movie's made. It costs them nothing to put it in theaters. Amazing. Well, they did do the... Um, the 3D post conversion that probably cost a penny. Uh, oh, they probably James Cameron probably did that in his spare time on his home computer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just running the background with a bank of like Ethereum mining PCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming at number eight is the Liam Neeson movie Marlowe. Uh, that look, I mean, that looks rentable. It 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 looks streamable. Yeah, that's what it looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks streamable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like hopefully that'll come out that'll come out on streaming about the same time Perry Mason season two and I can get a whole lot of fedora oh, all rolled yeah. into one so many fedoras uh, everything about the Marlowe movie looks good except for who they cast as Marlowe Liam Neeson has I mean, not yeah. and I have nothing against Neeson no me neither I don't think it, he's ca- a good casting no that that should have been somebody I don't know it needs to be like a Sam Rockwell type that could have been fun Robert Downey Jr. is playing this character pretty much in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang oh, I mean I could have watched that too right yeah Downey Jr. is playing that any sort of you know you want to see someone like a little uh, Ryan Gosling I could have seen that, yeah. You can even go older. Uh, uh, Elliot, well, I guess maybe he was there at the time. Elliot Gould played Philip Marlowe okay. in the, the, long, the Long Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, great, great 70s movie. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Elliot Gould had a bitchin' mustache and mash. Yes. Hell yeah. Matt, they call that a mash stash. <laughs> Uh, okay, Cocaine Bear. We saw the Cocaine Bear. We did. What'd you think? It was okay. It was okay. It was fine. It, uh, this, this it, was, is, it was distressingly fine. This is another case of Elizabeth Banks having a great idea for, mo- for a movie and for some reason not, not delivering what I expected. I know. Es- especially when I saw the Lord Miller banner. Like, I expected it to see... It to be way more violent yeah. and way more funny and way more cocainey. Way more cocainey. Way more cocainey. In in all aspects, not just there being yeah. cocaine. Uh-huh. I was expecting a hyped up, lots of music, especially and then the reveal in the movie. Oh, this shit's set in mid eighties. I was expecting like the Miami Vice of cocaine bear movies. Yeah, no, exactly. And and it, it, it started off that way. It started with off the guy with, in the, the, with the guy in the airplane. You mean Perry Mason? <laughs> Was that was that because when they when they pulled the the blanket back, I was like, that guy looks familiar. This guy looks familiar the whole time. It was TV's Perry Mason, yeah. uh-huh. the American, right? Well, yeah, it was on that show also. Well, exactly. Him oh, and, and Carrie Russell. Russell. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. That's fun. Uh huh. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. P- Perry Mason was all coked out and he died very quickly. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought, in a very if, hilarious way. Yeah. In that scene, I was like, if, <laughs> right at first, I was like. This is good. Well, no, exactly. This, this is what when, I'm expecting. When the, when when the movie started that way, yeah, I was like, if they can keep this energy and this ridiculousness mm-hmm. throughout for the 90 minutes of this movie, only 90 minutes, like we've got a fucking winner. We got a we got a movie. And, and then like it came in spurts. Frustratingly, came in spurts. And there, then there's some inspired said, moments. Fr- frustrating is right because every time I got a spurt. 
I wanted more. I know. And then I got Carrie Russell and her stupid fuck kids. Man, wow. Do I not care about these characters? Any of them. And then, okay, well then, how about we jump around to the, these other characters? Don't, don't, we, care, about I don't care about them either. don't care about them either. Why do we, this story, why does this movie need four storylines? It doesn't. It does not. It needs more cocaine bear. Jaws didn't have, we didn't follow five different people going to Amity Island on 4th of July weekend and seeing their different stories and a mom loves her daughter and a guy who works for a drug dealer. We just saw people dealing with the shark. That's it. That's all we should have seen in this movie. This movie should have been people dealing with the cocaine bear. Uh, this movie exists. There's a movie called Grizzly. There's a Grizzly 2. There's uh, there's all sorts of animals gone wild, especially big animals or rogue yeah. animals. or uh, There's crocodiles and bears. And, and uh, obviously, we mentioned Jaws and yeah. Shark. Right? Uh, no reason why this could have been like a fun, like romp of a movie. I, f- I have a feeling the spoofs are going to be better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, come a, on. A five-minute like spoof video online would end up being better than the totality of this ninety-minute film, which, so, which adds good parts in it. I, I, the Margot Martindale section was great. Yeah. All the park ranger uh-huh. stuff. Oh yeah, that was oh, great. Spe- oh, and her ultimate demise. Everything, oh. everything about her. Everything oh. about her and what she does and what happens to everyone. Yes, I was, I was expecting that. Yeah. No, let's cut back to the. the yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Don't care. Let's cut back to a, a, a scared mom and a frightened kid, and no. and then and then it does also feel like. So we're gonna watch the bear quote do cocaine like mm-hmm. four times in this movie. Like that's that's the only joke this movie has. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that, yeah, it, uh, yeah. It's a it's a meme movie. It is. You know, it, it exists. It exists in its best form as a meme or a trailer or an or a title. Yes. Cocaine bear. The it's, job is done. Yes. Yeah. And then you actually make it, and it's like yeah. It's like snakes <laughs> on the plane. Yeah. It's like snakes on the uh-huh. plane. You have the title. You have the one line of dialogue. Just give me the trailer. Yeah. And then we can all go about our day. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, you actually want me to watch a ninety-minute version? Okay, uh, I guess. Fine. Is I it mean, gonna be good? No. <laughs> I mean, it was okay. That's why. That's, that's a weird thing you point out about Elizabeth Banks. It's like she has these great ideas, and she yeah. and she gets like the right people. To do it too. Movies look she fine. She gets the right people to do it. So how come they just don't... and the movie itself, like it is made competently. So why can't we get them across the finish line? Yeah. What is it? That Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Um. People like the Pitch Perfect movies. I won't, I won't take that away from her. I enjoyed the first one. I think everyone. I, I, I think everyone I'm likes not, the first I'm one not for sure. sure. I'm not sure if I saw the second one. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes the thing where I, I, did, I don't, I don't think they remember. plan on a trilogy, and you know, no. That's a law of diminishing returns type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's like, damn. I wanted this. I wanted to like this movie a lot more. And I remember thinking at one point halfway through, uh, I was like, this movie is weirdly low energy. Yeah. For being cocaine bear. It's called Cocaine Bear. <laughs> and then it's like, like this movie should have had. Of, this movie should have had the energy of Bullet Train. Yes. First, there should have been more Bullet Train, less uh, uh, Alden Ehrenreich crying. Uh, every other scene because yeah. uh-huh. that, that's a yeah. joke that he's like sad, sad. yeah <laughs> I'm sad I don't want to laugh at a guy being sad that's wrong that's just wrong this poor guy they probably filmed it Weekend Solo came out he was like all bummed out this <laughs> poor guy this poor Alden Aaron right? I like that I like that actor I like him he's fine you think he's fine I think he's good he's fine but he, he needs he needs like the right thing I, that, that you say that about so many people though um, and then if they don't get the right thing, well, they, that, get, they get shoved down our throat for twenty years before they get the right thing. Yeah, like Ryan Reynolds, like Ryan Reynolds. Uh, we, we keep getting more Joel Kinnaman. This guy, yeah. he's about to pop up in something. That I mean, you know, I like, I enjoyed him in Altered Carbon. 
he was, he, he was fine with that. He was he was fine in that. He was fine with that, but he could have been swapped out. I mean, he was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> and that was somehow worse. Yeah, I never saw that second season. Because <laughs> you saw it and you were like, man. I was like, well, Third, season. Third season. Third season? That, that was season three. I don't even think I saw a second season. Yeah, the second one he was back. Wow. But also season three had a lot more of him in uh, his original Asian body. That dude. That yeah, dude. That guy. Who's, 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 I mean, shit, I would rather see him in movies other than fucking Joel Kinnaman. Goddamn Joel Kinnaman. Fucking Robocop bullshit. At least I get like, you know, a fun Asian guy. Right. Instead of tall white dude. Yeah. Another, uh, just another bland white guy. What was he? Randall Flag. Not Randall Flag is from the Stephen King movies. Stories. Uh, Flag is just his name in the Suicide Squad movies. Something like that. Thank God they killed him in the second one. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> Two-year-old spoiler alert. Something like that. The DCU is being reset, guys. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Cocaine Bear, May 20. It overperformed. Well, yeah. The, that marketing worked. It made... Because it, like you said, Chris, $28 million it, this weekend. it cut a good trailer. Good trailer. Good trailer. <laughs> good title. R-rated. They went for it. So, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Cocaine Bear opened at $23.1 million here in America. Overseas, another five. $28 million opening weekend. $35 million uh, production budget. Seems a bit high for what we saw. Well, I, I guess mean, it all went to the bear. I was about to say, yeah. all that CG cocaine all, and all the yeah, all the uh, baby laxative they were flinging around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone was shitting on that set. Let me <laughs> so tell bad. you, so bad. Uh, also, of course, rest in peace, King. This is Ray Liotta, pretty much his final movie. I think one of yeah. his last movies. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was the last movie, actually. It may have been. It may have been. I don't know if he has any more. I can. I can probably check the uh, INDB. But then again, it, it, like, I wanted. I, I wanted more from his character. More from. Also, here's another thing. So then his character then ends up being the like the bad guy of the movie. Quote and I'm like, isn't the bear the bad guy? We're supposed to be like scared of this bear. But Are we though? That's the thing. By the end of the movie, we're supposed to be like, "Yay for the bear or something." Not like the bear is a good guy, but uh, they, they, they. But awesome! This bear is gonna be hanging out in this woods, murdering the fuck out of people on cocaine yeah. for a while. Yeah, and we're supposed to be like, "Yay!" <laughs> no one wants the shark to win at the end of Jaws. Maybe someone does, but <laughs> there's probably people who do. You're watching the movie wrong, Chris. I, mean, I am. You know what? That's on me. <laughs> that is fully on me. Uh, Ray Liotta died 2022. Really? I feel like it was even longer ago. That's wild. Um, yeah, he has three more coming. Something called Fool's Paradise. Something called Dangerous Waters is in post-production. And then finally, April 29, 1992. Okay. A shopkeeper must save his son from an angry mob during the 1992 LA uprising after the Rodney King verdict. And Ray Liotta's in that. Cool. Okay. Great. Good times. Good for him. him and Tyrese Gibson. And Scott Eastwood. It's, mm. a, it's a real movie. That's that's going to be straight streaming or video or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. Faux show. Anyway, so there's some more Ray Liotta's coming. Um, yeah, so it's meh. Very much so. It's, it's kind of meh. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. <laughs> A PFT Media Production.